Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by The Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Thursday, July 21st, 2016, and this is The Ride. Welcome, welcome, welcome. In this season of political bantering and craziness, I'd like to offer you a refuge where we don't talk about the politics of the day. We don't even talk about the personalities involved in those politics, which are probably more fun anyway. But we talk about things that are more steady, things above, and things that ground you. Is that okay? Can we do that? Can we talk about things that are a foundation? A foundation stone today. I think that'd be a great idea. As I sit here and wait for the traffic, this is like one of my main corners I have to wait when I'm headed to work. And this is the longest wait I've ever had to do. There's a whole string of cars here. Here we go. And that has got me thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, which is in life we have times where we are, we're not necessarily in the valley, and we're not necessarily on the mountain. We're somewhere in between. But we don't seem to be making much progress. It's like our phone call of our life has been put on hold. And we're listening to that Muzak. We kind of want to be hearing, you know, God cheering us on. Or encouraging us every day. But we're not really hearing it. Instead, we just hear our own thoughts yelling at us, saying, When is it going to change? I'm going through that. Changes are coming, but it ain't here yet. You could say I'm in a holding pattern. I'm waiting. Waiting for what? I don't know. Things to change. Am I supposed to be the one to instigate the change? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I need to uh, trust in the Lord some more and... Maybe not lean on my own understanding, but in all ways, acknowledge Him. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. In fact, I know that's what I'm supposed to do, and you know that you're supposed to do that. But maybe there's certain doors that aren't open yet, and God's the one who's going to open them. Or maybe you're in a situation where God doesn't want to open the door. You're actually supposed to be there for a while in that holding in that holding cell, uh, we probably view these times like we might be in a holding cell. And we have to be careful because if we believe that God is the reason why we're there and we can't get out of it for some reason, we could blame God 
that he's locked us in this holding cell. He's the bad jailer. Well, it's possible that that's what's going on, and, and you need to learn a few things while you're there. It's possible. I've gone through that. I've had to learn a few things while I've been in my holding cell. And there's times that I'm the one who's locked the door. I've been disobedient and turned off the blessing of God in my life. And you ask, well, how can you possibly do that? God can bless you if you want to or not. No. God would want to bless me with health. But, you know, if I continue to smoke, there are spiritual laws that are in effect. And and I can cause the blessing of God to be reduced or eliminated. You know, perhaps your cell, your holding cell, are thoughts that you aren't capable of getting out of that cell. And that right there is locking you in. What are we supposed to do when we're in our holding cell? We're supposed to get mad at God and say, well, look, man, you got us this far and now I'm locked in this cell. I'm in this holding pattern and I can't do anything about it. Is that what we're supposed to say? No, I can tell you that's not what we're supposed to say because there are plenty of things that we can do about it. One, we shouldn't turn off our relationship with God and say, hey, you got us this far. I'm just done with you because I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing victory in my life like I expect to see. And, you know, look at Tommy and Tina over there. They're getting all this blessing in their life and I seem to get the short end of the stick. What's the deal? Well, we ought not compare ourselves with others because you don't know what's going on in their life and you don't know the price that they pay to get to where they're at and you don't actually know if they're being blessed in the way that you think they're being blessed. And so what if they are? You're a different person. We shouldn't be comparing. There's a parable about that. Do you remember the one about the workers who got hired in the morning for a certain wage that day? And they agreed to it and they started working and then there was more work to be done so the the taskmaster hired more people at noontime and then some more people in another time of the day. And when the morning people who worked all day long, they saw at the end of the day, the taskmaster was paying out to the people who had worked only a few hours and they were getting paid with those morning people had been told they were going to get paid. The morning people were thinking, man, if he's paying them that, we're going to get a lot more because it's only fair. We worked harder, longer. And when the test master came over to pay them, he paid them the same agreed-to wage. And they were upset because they thought they should have gotten more. Well, guess what? It's a taskmaster's job to choose. And he even ran it by them and they said, yes, we'll work for that amount. And that's what he paid them. He was fair, honest, decent. He just blessed those other workers who worked fewer hours of the day. He basically blessed them more. But the taskmaster, it's his money. Now I know that God has blessings. That's his blessings. And he bestows 
according to his, what I say is a fair and good rationale. I can't understand everything he does. I don't know why people who don't serve the Lord, some, are running around in yachts and jets and throwing Benjamins around and wearing gold chains and having that lifestyle. I don't, I don't understand that. But that's the way it is. There are, there are people, I just saw a video the other day, where there are young people, you know, mid-twenties, let's say, doing videos of them throwing money around and, you know, just really expensive champagnes and stuff, breaking it open on the boats that they're in, their jets, all this stuff. And the video is talking about how these young uh, players, if you will, um, videotape themselves to be looking like they're all that. And it's turning around and biting them because their parents, who are, many of them are, are tax evading, their parents are getting uh, discovered through these videos and they're getting uh, prosecuted. All because these kids, these young people, are flashing their bling around. Now there's justice for you. But back to the topic. What do we do when we're in this period of time? I say this is a great time. In fact, this is a perfect time to prepare for the next step. You don't know what the next step is, so how do you prepare? Well, you need to be in tune with the one who does know the next step. I mean, that makes some sense. You've heard me say that before. Look, to, look at what the Bible says about waiting. You all know the scripture. But they that wait upon the Lord... Well, actually, let me read a little bit earlier than that, okay? Let's get us, let's get us in context. Okay, has, uh, Isaiah 40, verse 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? You know what? Hast now, I ain't going to read. Let me get to the NIV here. Yeah, this is a little bit easier to read, okay. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, and he will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom, just like what we're talking about. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So while you're in there and you're feeling like you're weak, can't get things done, he's going to increase your power. How? Well, just hold on. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young, young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, or as the other version says, those who wait upon the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. Interesting, earlier on it said, even the young men, even the young faint. Like they don't have the strength. So if you think that you got it all going on, even because you're youthful and just like those videos, they think they had it all going on and now they're getting called on the carpet. The best of your intentions and the best of your strength pales 
compared to God. So what we ought to do is connect up with the Lord God. And while we're in this period of holding, take this opportunity to rest, to wait on the Lord. Maybe maybe the whole world around you is just so loud and you need to be in a place of quiet so that his voice can speak to you in, in a much clearer way. I know that we all need that. I know I need that. I know I need to be hearing from the Lord much more clearly. But when you put your faith in the Lord and you really trust him, and I do because I believe he's a good father and he has good things for those who are waiting on him, hearing from the Lord is not some wishful thinking thing. It's absolutely imperative. Many of us have gone through our lives going from one thing to another, one plateau to another plateau, climbing the mountain, getting to the point of the pinnacle, only to find you look back and God had wanted you on that other mountain range. This mountain range wasn't the one for you, but you were too busy and you're struggling to hear him. So here's another thing that kind of aligns. I'm, I just pulled up to a red, to a, to a stop light. And the guy in front of me approaching from the other direction, he was turning left. So he was waiting for me to go through. But the light was red already. I was slowing down, getting ready to stop. And he was hesitant. He wasn't sure if I was going to go through at the last minute, go through a red light. So out of safety, he was waiting, like really too long, because it was, I mean, I was almost stopped, and he was still kind of waiting. And then I flagged him ahead, and I waved him on, and then he went. So that, I guess that's one other element to this holding thing, is we could, we could have God holding the doors closed for a time for, for us to learn what we need to learn for the next step, we could be locking ourselves in due to misdeeds and the blessing of the Lord not being full in that area that would allow us to get to the next level. And the other thing is, like this guy at the stop, we're hesitating for absolutely no reason whatsoever. He could have turned without any kind of problem, but he was very fearful that I might be a threat to him. So let's flip the tables. Let's say you're the guy who could be leaving your holding cell. But you're worried that the safety isn't there. You're worried that there might be disaster if you step out of your cell. The cell isn't even locked. This holding period of time, there's nothing that keeps you from stepping forward. Nothing except how you view yourself and whether or not you believe that God wants your good. Well, we just read some scripture how God has given you strength, then you will not faint if you're waiting on him. So as we finish today, I want you to think about that last one. I mean, I think we've heard a lot about the first two examples. But this last one, we could be just paralyzed by fear, by doubt, 
by uncertainty because we don't know what that next step is. Man, I'm, I'm preaching right now to myself. I don't know what my next step is. I have absolutely no idea. And you know what? If I am resting in me and my ability to earn money, to earn a certain amount of money, to take that, that next step, I might be going along the wrong mountain range. God might have called me into a whole other area that, re, that requires me to not depend on my own money-making capability. It might depend fully on my dependence on God alone. And when I think about how big this world is and how many people don't know God, and it's God's will that they all know and come to a saving knowledge through Jesus Christ, His Son. When I think about that, there's an imperative here that I haven't really considered. And maybe God's speaking to us that way, that there's certain imperatives that need to happen. We live in a really tumultuous time with the politics of the day, with violence around the world. And I only see God as the answer. Uh, humans can't make the answer happen. I don't care who you put into office. That means that the world changes only because God is working through people like you and me. So as we think about our holding pattern right now, we all need to be in prayer. We all need to be spending time with the Lord and seeking His face, finding out what the next step is. I believe there's good things in that next step. So let's stay in the Word of God, live in peace, praying for those who persecute you. And whether you feel like life's been unfair and you don't have a way out of your holding pattern, or if you feel like the Lord has put you there and not letting you out, or if you feel like some of the things you've done have, have caused you to be stuck, or if you're simply fearful of the next steps. I know that with God, anything is possible. And I know that you can get out of that holding cell. I know that you can. Because He's called us to greater victories. Greater and greater victories. I know that. I know that's true for you. And we'll believe for it, okay? I'm believing for it. Maybe you can let me know when you take that step out. And I will see you on the flip.